everyone and welcome to ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason, go and check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. You can also, after the show is over, if you want to go back and look at my projection, it's already up there. So make sure you check that out. And Primetime, as always, is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. We will talk about the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show because it is the final Primetime show for the Hyundai Palisade, which is a pretty cool Hyundai vehicle. We will discuss it later. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Tonight, we will preview or project the Cowboys 53-man roster. Now, I know what some of you are probably thinking. You're probably thinking, Mo, it is way too early to have these kind of shows. And I will agree with you, but it's still fun. And I love putting together 53-man roster projections because you know what happens when the draft is over, when we start talking about undrafted free agents and we start getting excited about some of these guys. It, it all sounds pretty easy in May. But then when you sit down and you try to put together this exercise of fitting 53 players in, in a single roster, then you start getting into, you know, you start understanding what the team building problems might be later on. You might think, all right, yes, I love this guy. I love this undrafted free agent, but he has a tough road to the roster. And that's why I always like to take an early look at it. So we know, so we know when, when two months from now, someone wants to tell us that four undrafted free agents will make the roster, you will know, you will say, wait a minute, that sounds a little bit unrealistic. So that's what we'll do tonight. Thank you guys for being here. Let me read some of your comments here. Uh, what is up, Toxic Tom? Stephen White, Samuel Rowe, Professor O. What is up? Saying that intro slaps. Thank you to good old Professor Rowe. Thank you, Matt. What is up, Joe? Watching on YouTube from Italy. Thank you for being here. James over at Facebook saying the schedule comes one week from tonight. Hey, thank you to James. You know what? I will actually write that down so I know that we have some content locked up for Thursday night. And, and maybe even before that, we start looking at some of the biggest questions regarding the, you know, the, the actual schedule. So let's talk about this. We'll start with the offense. So naturally, I will open with a question on offense. That question being, who's your pet cat on offense to make the Cowboys roster? Who's your guy? The guy that you want the Cowboys to keep around on the 53-man roster, even though it seems like a tough road ahead of him for him, or you believe, hey, Cowboys Nation is low on this guy, but I'm higher on him. He's my pet cat. Let me know who's your pet cat on offense to make the Cowboys roster. And while you give me your answers, and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at 
imminhyundai.com because the ride of the week is the 2022 Hyundai Palisade. It starts at $38,595. Pretty spacious, comes with third row sitting, perfect for families. Towing features, capable with trailer control. Comes with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, game-changing features. Blind spot collision avoidance and backup camera, which, hey, it's a big screen, by the way. Backup camera and rear parking sensors. Make sure you look into the Hyundai Palisade over at FreemanHyundai.com because when you look at the interiors, that's where you will fall in love with the Hyundai Palisade. Family-owned business for over 65 years. Perfect customer service. Go check out 80, uh, excuse me, FreemanHyundai.com. So let's see some of your answers here. Pet cats on offense. David Lawrence says, Simi Fehoko. I like this. I like this, you know, answer because to some, Feoko might seem like a roster lock. I'm not sure that he is. So I like that answer from, from David Lawrence. Toxic Tom goes with Ryan MVP Null. Professor O goes with Tri, uh, Ty Freifogel. Jaquari Robertson, TJ Vasher from Linden over at Facebook. Jaquan Hardy, fan favorite after Hard Knocks from HBO last year. Rika Dowdle, Lemon Highlights goes with Dennis Houston. Pretty different answers tonight on the show. Alec Lindstrom is clearly a fan, a fan favorite mentioned by Nicholas here, the center out of Boston College. Richway for Gregory. Now, offense, we're talking about offense here. My answer is, you already know this, Isaac Alarcon, the international player for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll, we'll start with the run projection. Let's look at it. The Dallas Cowboys will carry, according to my way too early, 53-man roster projection. The Cowboys carry only two running backs. You know, at quarterback. Let's start at quarterback. Let's start at the top. I'm sorry. Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. I don't think the Cowboys will carry over, over two quarterbacks. I think they'll stick at two. Cooper Rush was their guy last season. So I'm guessing he will beat out Will Greer. But I'm looking forward to that camp battle if it does happen. Because, you know, Will Greer has had his moments in the NFL. Now, at running back, I have Elliott and Pollard. It wouldn't be the first time that the Cowboys carry only two running backs. Toxic Tom says, where TF is Ryan Null? I'm sorry, Toxic Tom. I wanted to include him. I, I wanted to include him. Didn't happen. But hey, Ryan Null versus Nick Ralston could turn out to be a fun roster battle towards the end of the preseason over there with the 53 roster bubble guys. So look, I, I'm looking forward to that actually. But I have them carrying only the two running backs you know, they barely gave our guy Tony Pollard carries. So I'm guessing that they will carry only two unless Ryan Null and or Nick Ralston do enough, no, make enough noise over on special teams. That's what I think it will come down to. Uh, over at tight end, I have Schultz, Ferguson, and McKeon. I think one of the very most fun battles on training camp will feature... Jake Ferguson and Sean McKeon to be tight end two in Dallas. Uh, Jake Ferguson has been doing a great job 
blocking, he put together a pretty good performance over at the Senior Bowl. He has reliable hands. So he's going to make the roster. Clearly, my question is who will be tight end two behind Dalton Schultz? Or more accurately, how long it will take Jake Ferguson to cement himself in that role? Now, over at wide receiver, you can see no Michael Gallup. I'm guessing most of you understand why. It doesn't sound like Michael Gallup will be ready to go week one. It sounds like he will miss multiple weeks as a Dallas Cowboys, you know, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys as he rehabs from an ACL surgery that he had until the offseason. So I have CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, James Washington, Simi Fehoko, and Noah Brown. So I'm, I'm grabbing these six wide receivers. We want Ryan Alt says we usually carry six receivers. Oh, my God. You guys already changed your usernames to Ryan Null. Uh, Professor O worked fast. He really works fast. So I have them opening the season with five and maybe moving to six once Michael Gallup is ready to come back. Uh, it would be interesting. So I have them with five. TJ Basher, definitely a player that is in contention for the 53-man roster. Stephen White mentioned TJ Basher. I could definitely see him bidding out maybe Fehoko or Noah Brown. Don't rule out Brown, though. The Cowboys clearly like him for what he brings to the table in the running game. They brought him back. It was pretty much their first off-season move, actually, to bring him back. So be on the lookout for that. Now, let's go into the offensive line side of things. And hey, allow me to add a note here. Maybe I'm a little bit biased, but humor me for a moment. This is how I project the Cowboys offensive line. Many of you might get scared at first saying, oh my God, only four offensive tackles. But this is specifically because of Tyler Smith providing some sort of flexibility there. But let's talk about the tackles. Tyron Smith, Terrence Steele, and then Josh Ball and Matt Waletsko. I believe the Cowboys are very high on these two guys. Jerry Jones, right after the NFL draft came out, and he said, we are not targeting swing tackle at free agency. We've got our guys. And I'm guessing these two are their guys. Now, over on the interior side of, of things, you have your three maybe projected starters in Zach Martin. Tyler's made it left guard. I put him down as a guard because I know, I know, he's played tackle and tackle only in college. I understand that. But honestly, do you guys see another player taking over the left guard position? I don't think so. So I'm putting him down as a guard for now. Uh, but he does provide some, some interesting flexibility in case Tyron Smith gets hurt or something like that. So I, I would see the Cowboys being comfortable carrying only four full-time offensive tackles. And then Tyler Biadish, who will fight Matt Farniak for the starting spot at center. Uh, we had a full show about this actually on primetime because I know plenty of people will say, what about Lindstrom? And I understand, but I think that Biadish will have his spot up for grabs thanks to Matt Farniak, other than the other way around. McGovern, the, the guard as well. 
And then I have Isaac Alarcón. Now, I know this is controversial. I will admit to a certain degree of bias here. He is my guy. I'm from Mexico. He represents the Mexican fan base. We are dying to see him make the roster. As Jacob is pointing out, he does have the, the roster exemption for another year. So that could mean that Alarcón could uh, stay in practice squad, remain in the practice squad, and not count against the player limit in the practice squad. That's what the projection, the, the protection or exception means. However, I'm looking at the Cowboys roster right now on their website. I think that Isaac is really just fighting undrafted free agents at this point. And I'm going to give him the edge here. Because let me let's see who he's fighting over there in the depth side of things, right? There is, among centers, you have Tyler Vyadish and Raylan Jones. And I'm using the positions available on the DallasCowboys.com website. You have Matt Farniak, Zach Martin, and Connor McGovern listed as guards. I'm not including undrafted free agents here. And then you have uh, Alarcón listed as we know that he moved inside, though. So it seems to me that there is not enough competition there. There is enough lack of competition for me to give Alarcon the nod. And that's what I'm doing tonight. It's still, it's still early. So allow me to be a little bit biased on this one. I'm giving my guy a spot on his roster. But seriously, he has a chance. He has a chance. If he, if the Cowboys believe he's the better player, they're not going to maybe care a lot about the exception, in my opinion, and they're going to find a way to keep him. So it all comes down to that. It, it all comes down to me trusting Isaac's development with Duke Manyweather. He's been working with him for a while. Uh, fun fact for those of you who have been watching primetime, not a lot of people know this, but uh, Lyle Collins had... Isaac try out with Duke Manyweather and he paid the first few practice sessions or training sessions for Isaac with Duke Manyweather. So Alec Collins told him, you know what? This is that it's on me. So cool stuff from Alec Collins right there. Let's see some of your comments here. I love weed says, <laughs> and, I, and sometimes I read the name out loud. He's still Ramo. He's staying as a Cowboys coach him up. Let's see. So we're on a roll with two players with no experience as our swing tackle says Tommy915. No bueno. But you tell me, though. You tell me, though, Tommy. What do you prefer? Do you prefer having these two swing tackles that maybe have no experience but clearly have talent? And in, in, in Waletko's case, he's got a prototypical athlete profile. Or do you prefer to go with the experienced tie in second? Sometimes we overrate experience, especially when it's about backup players. Because they've had experience as backups for a reason as well, right? So I'm I would I would prefer the Josh Ball Waletsko combination if we're talking strictly talent. Because if we're, you know. Off the field issues. You know what I think about Josh Ball. 
I'm not too excited about the idea, but there you go. Professor O says, I got to run. I'll watch the recording later. Everyone have a great night. Sack the like button and give Mo a follow slash sub. Thank you to Professor O. I would invite you to do that. Go ahead and hit the like button. Martin says, Chain Carter and Taylor's. And interesting that Chain Carter brings up Martin's ability to play tackle as well. Allows him to go light at tackle and heavier at center or guard, which is the spot in which you don't know who's your starting left guard, and you also don't know who's your starting center. So I agree with Shane there. And they went light on offense last year, which is why you see only 22 players. So that's on the offensive side of things. I know it's a little bit controversial with the Isaac thing, but hey, I am here for it. I think that he has a legit shot at making the Cowboys roster, guys. I really do. But hey, and I didn't say this, by the way, before you think, oh, come on, Mo, that's unrealistic. I didn't say this the last couple of years. The last couple of years, I had high, I had a lot of doubts about Isaac making the roster. Now, however, I don't know. I don't know. Shout out to the Facebook audience as well. We've got Louie here. Uh, we've got Andy as well with Joe. And thank you guys for, for tuning into the show. Ryan Doyle says, here's a hot take. Ball and let's go will be our starting tackles by week 10. That would be not ideal. Now, that would be no bueno, as Tommy said earlier in the show. Because you know what? That would be the worst part of it is I can see it happening. Because I can see Tyron being hurt by week 10. And I can see, I hope Turn Steel pans out. Hear me out. Steel has to pan out. Or I will never forgive the Cowboys letting Lyle Collins go. We were joking about this on day two of the NFL draft. All the Cowboys had to do was... Take a look at their offensive line and go, all right, yes, right, tackle, Lyle Collins, okay, we're good there, and then just move on to the other position. But they had to let Lyle Collins go. I just hope the turn still pans out. Toxic Toms, oh, I hope that Isaac gets his cake this year for you, man. Yeah, I, I hope so too, Toxic. Thank you. Nicholas says, Mo should be the Cowboys' new GM. Jacob, I would accept... Thank you for the suggestion. Uh, those guys, those guys, you know, invest too much time. Um, I'm, I'm good here. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Jacob. Thank you for tuning in. So anyways, John Owning says Shane Carter, before we move on to defense, brought up a good point. While Tyler Smith has plenty to like in run blocking, he's so raw in pass protection that signing a veteran left guard might be essential. Yes, and if they do, you know who would be the odd man out? Probably Connor McGarn. Or, of course, Isaac, if we're, you know, building the roster a little bit differently. But McGovern sounds like a player that... Sounds like a player that might be in more danger than we believe. I don't know if it seems that way to you, but it does to me. Now, 
let's go to defensive side of things. Who's your defense pet cat to make the Cowboys offense? The guy that you're rooting for, his chances look a little bit grim, even if Cowboys Nation is not as high as you are on this particular player. Who is your pet cat on defense to make the Cowboys roster? I can see a lot of people will go with one guy that has been on the mind of Cowboys Nation for a while. Someone highlights and Craig bring him up right away. Marquise Bell, the safety that got $200,000 in guarantees in his salary, plus a 15 or including a 15,000 signing, uh, signing bonus. Desmond also goes with Bell. Cleon Johnson goes with Marquise Bell. That's the majority answer so far. Gregory goes with Ridgeway, who is far from a guarantee. It seems to me that the Cowboys will not carry two no stackles. So it will go, it will go down to Quinton Vohana versus John Ridgeway, maybe. Story Jackson says Todd Cook. Shane Carter says, I know who Matthew Lennox, ADC Sports Dallas writer, would say. We were joking about this on the ADC Sports chat earlier today. And I was even joking that, oh, I was about to say spoiler alert, uh, a spoiler for my projection. But the point is we were having an argument. Matthew wanted Bell on the projection. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, easy Mukwamu. Want to see how he looks in year two. Hey, Mukwamu is one of mine as well. I actually checked my notes. I think that it was the guy. No. All right. Mukwamu is definitely one of the guys that I want to, to see on the roster. Mukwamu was great with the primetime audience when he was here. If you guys missed that interview, you can look for it in the channel. Israel Mukwamu has been on the primetime show before, and that was pretty fun. He was super open. Uh, he was super insightful. So make sure you check that out if you missed it. This was before the draft. Sam Williams, this Gilbert Rodriguez. Well, although I agree, Williams is an absolute lock to make the roster. He's in already, right? Todd says Carlos Watkins may be the odd man out. Bohana was solid. Interesting take. I, I don't really disagree with it. It would surprise me, though, because Watkins does provide some versatility and he's a different kind of one technique, right? Watkins could line up a little bit wider if you need him to. And, and he did a little bit of everything last year for Dan Quinn, which is what would surprise me. Ridgeway is an effing beast. Gregory. Our major problem is going to be the offenses, Craig. All right. My guy on defense would be Aaron Hansford. A lot of people like him better than Devin Harper, who was a draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys. But Aaron Hansford from Texas A&M seems to have a somewhat easy path to the roster since the Cowboys linebacker room is pretty thin. We, we've talked about this before on the show. The linebacker room is one of the thinnest for the Dallas Cowboys. But anyways, moving on to the projection. Here's how I look at the top seven, the front seven. I have six edge rushers, so maybe going a little bit long at edge. 
But this is specifically because Dallas doesn't have a three-down starter opposite DeMarcus Lawrence. So they have Deal on one side, and then on the other, you will have some sort of rotation with Armstrong, Fowler, and Williams. And that makes me think they might go long. And they have the players to go long. They have Chauncey Golston, who we know the Cowboys like, who had good moments for Dallas last year. And they, there's also the veteran Terrell Bastion, who's signed at the highest risk of not making the 53-man roster out of this group. Over at defensive line, I have Oza Odisua, Neville Gallimore, Carlos Watkins, Tristan Hill, and John Ridgeway. So I have Ridgeway beating Bohana in this scenario. Those would be my, my defensive line players. So in total, you would be talking about 11, going a little bit high, uh, long on this particular position. And then the linebackers, I have Michael Parsons, Jabril Cox, obviously, uh, Leighton Vanderesh, Gifford, Harper, and Hansford, the undrafted free agent. I don't know about the, the conviction on Hill being cut that I seem to be to see on, on, on Facebook and YouTube. A lot of people getting ready to, to say goodbye to, to Tristan Hill. Not sure that will happen, right? Could happen. Uh, even, you might even say that it's likely. I have him making the roster here just because we've seen some love from the Cowboys coaching staff with Hill. And I have Hansford, might be my surprise here. I have Hansford more than anything. We're thinking about Harper and Hansford helping out John Fassel's special teams unit. Interesting one here, though. Luke Gifford. I'm excited as to what will happen with Luke Gifford. This guy has led the team in special team snaps. He did that last year. He had even more special team snaps than C.J. Goodwin. But the question for Gifford seems to be, what will he look like on defense? Because as thin as the Cowboys linebacker room is right now, if it stays this way, you would assume that the Cats are expecting him to play defense at some point. Because clearly, Harper and Hansford will not be ready for that. It would have to be Gifford. So one of the players to watch in training camp, if you ask me. Craig says, Hill is not going anywhere. Toxic Tom says, I would keep Hill over Bohana, to be honest. Fun debate. And hey, one of I didn't know that it, I didn't expect that it was going to be that controversial in the comments. But that's what's fun about these 53 man roster projections. Now, over to the defensive backfield and specialists. So far, we only have one uh, undrafted free agent in Aaron Hansford. You will see more in the upcoming segment. Because here we go defensive backfield. I'm sorry. Right off the bat, I will say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Matthew Lennox is going to edit my article at 3 a.m. because I didn't include Marquis Bell. I'm sure of it. But first things first, cornerbacks. I have Trevon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, your three starters for last year. And then I have Kelvin Joseph. Uh... 
might change. Of course, it's a very muddy future for Kelvin Joseph. We don't really know what it will look like. Here's what we know. He's been working with the Cowboys. And Dallas has not made any kind of statement suggesting that they're ready to move on from him. They will let the investigation run its course. And at this particular time, I'm, I'm thinking that it, unless, unless the authorities conclude that they will do something about Kelvin Joseph, that he will be arrested or something like that. And this might be a process that takes a long time. Doesn't seem like the Cowboys are going to do something. So I'm including him on the 53-man roster projection. But I understand this can change at any moment. And again, I'm not saying this is what I, what I would do. I'm saying this is what I think the Cowboys roster could look like in September. De'Ron Bland, the cornerback the Cowboys took in the fifth round, reminds me a lot of the Nashawn Wright pick. He's got ball skills. He's got the arm length, the height. I'm hoping the Cowboys carry him on the roster. And then C.J. Goodwin with an asterisk, because even though he's listed as a cornerback, we know he's not really an option for the Cowboys defensively. It's more about John Fassel and special teams. Over at safety, I have Kears, Wilson, Hooker, and Mukwamu. Here's my take on the safety room. I think these four guys are a lock. Mukwamu also provides some position flex, so you could see Mukwamu playing a nickel sort of role if the Cowboys want to do that. And then Marquise Bell, I think he's not battling these four safeties. And I think that misconception that sometimes fans can have. Marquise Bell is a safety, and he will fight as an undrafted free agent for a roster spot. But he will not fight those four guys. He will fight other players along the, across the 53-man roster that are on the bubble. I, I, I think that is what is going to happen for Marquise Bell. I think it's a hard argument to carry five safeties. Fun battle. Marquise Bell would love to see him on the roster for now, though. I'm leaving him out of my projection. I know that will not sit well with a lot of people tonight. But anyways, with the specialists, I have Jonathan Garivai, the undrafted free agent kicker, who had tremendous numbers as a collegiate player, nailed his PATs, was pretty good overall in field goals as well. Had a 62-yarder, so I'm guessing he wins the battle versus Chris Nagar. But also, don't rule out Chris Nagar because he's got the power. We've talked about it plenty of times here on Primetime. Chris Nagar is a player that Cowboys Nation should not rule out. Brian Anger and Jake McQuaid, no surprises here. Those would be your three specialists. So you would have three specialists. 28 defensive players and 22 offensive players. That would be my way too early 53-man roster projection, ladies and gentlemen. Toxic Tom says, so no, Ryan Noll. Maybe Toxic Tom was expecting 
uh, Ryan Nall to be on these specialists. Maybe he was holding out hope for that. Deception says, what do you all think about story over Gifford? Could happen, though. Uh, could happen. I would be surprised. Gifford is a big question mark for me. I, I, I just said earlier on the show that he led the team in special team snaps. I don't think that is something to overlook. So I don't know if Gifford will still have that big of a role with John Fassel. I don't know if the Cowboys will try him out exclusively at defense. You're right, Moses, Tommy915, way too early. But here's the thing. I love having the way too early edition. And then maybe after OTAs, we have another one. And then before training camp, and then after training camp. And along the way, you see the changes based on what we have heard from the practices, what has happened with the injuries, because some of these issues always kind of solve themselves, unfortunately, via the way of injuries. And that sucks, but that's just the way things go in the NFL. So a lot of these question marks will be solved because, oh, this player will start on pop, this player will go on IR, so on and so forth. Like Michael Gallup and Damon Clark, who were not included in this projection, because I'm guessing they will start off in IR slash pop, right? It's fun. And it's fun to talk about the Cowboys roster. It's never too early to talk about the Cowboys roster. Ryan, the <laughs> Ryan says there are two things that Mo hates. Ryan Null and Bone in Wings. I cannot confirm that nor deny that. And then, and then there are also potential free agency additions, as Craig is pointing out. We need a veteran receiver and linebacker and guard. I agree more than anything when it comes to, to linebacker. Not saying that the other two are, are not right, but hey, more than anything, the Cowboys would, could use some depth at linebackers, especially because those guys that are on the back end of the linebacker room have not a lot of defensive experience. Gifford, Harper, and Hansford in this scenario, they're more than anything special teams, guys. It's a tough call. There are a lot of things that are not in consideration yet. Story for precedences, deceptions. Iceberg says Bell is not only a hitter, he is a pterodactyl on the back end. Speed, land, athletic ability. Just with those trades, you can't throw jump balls on him. Thought says your roster looks solid. I believe they keep land as well. Thank you to Thought. I, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. If you want to go back and you know read, because sometimes when you're watching a show or a video, it's a little bit more difficult to go back and see who did Mo have on, on, on his projection. Go into adcsports.com slash Dallas. My projection is also there in written form. So last night, moving on a little bit here, last night <laughs> someone asked, is tonight the one cool thing, the one cool thing segment? And I said, no, 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 because we always do that on Wednesdays. Last night, evidently, was a Wednesday but your primetime host was not aware of it. I went to class earlier today just to find out, walked in the, 
walked under the sun, sweating on my way from the parking lot to the classroom, sweating only to find out that class was canceled. So it's been that kind of week for me. I'm, I'm a little bit lost when it comes to the days, the times, and all of that. So excuse me for that. And as such, we will replace the Wednesday One Cool Thing segment today. We will make up for it. So the question for you guys in the chat is what is your one cool thing of the week? For those of you who are new to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime, this is where we share something uh, random, personal, work-related, sports-related, or not sports-related, your one cool thing of the week. It's kind of a, of, of a feel-good space before we close out the show. And hey, we have a new logo slash icon graphic for the one cool thing segment. And it's Dak Prescott looking up at Jerry Jones as he throws out tickets with Post Malone saying, wow, that is the new official one cool thing logo. So what is your one cool thing segment of the week? Uh, Tommy915 says, I am getting married next Saturday. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Tommy, congratulations. Hope that you enjoyed. Uh, congratulations to you and your uh, partner. Congratulations for real. Toxic Tom says, Mo, you are a senior about to graduate. Why are you going to class? Toxic Tom, you know, I, I have no problems skipping classes, but when there's a group project involved, my my conscience gets at me. My, my conscience gets at me. I, I need to be there. I, I cannot let my roof down, you know? Uh, Todd Cook says, I will be here when the season starts. Thank you to Todd. Two weeks, no cigarettes, says Nicholas. Boom, let's go. Found out, says Chain, uh, me covering the draft is going to be tax deductible. That's amazing, Chain. That's amazing. Cook a turkey today, Stephen White. Samuel, I found some great news in my spam folder. Hey, just finding something important on your spam folder. Get that degree, bro. Says, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, Bruce says, I've been listening to the show, unable to participate, but I have only two more hours on the clock. Let's see. Let's see. My Dodgers swept the Giants. <laughs> my one cool thing is all my Dallas Stars made the playoffs. Says Jason Renfro. All right. My one cool thing, I'm going to brag a little bit. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't like bragging, so don't think of it as bragging. Think of, the, uh, of this as sharing an achievement with you guys. So I'm about to graduate, as you already know. Uh, I'm about to, as some of you already know, I'm about to graduate, and they nominated me for a leadership award that's given to only one person per class. And more than leadership, that's the name of the award. I don't really like it. It's more about, you know, student groups, as they call it here, which is maybe being part of a student government or a group that organizes events for the school and things of the sort. So I'm, as you can, you know, deduce, I'm a little bit of a nerd here. And I got it. I got the award. And the mascot of the school is a borrego. In, in Spanish, which would translate as a ram. And I got my own version of the Heisman. This is the, the golden ram. This is how they call it, the golden ram. 
This is my version of the Heisman. And there you go. You can see my name is in there. Mauricio Rodriguez Patino. We have two last names here in Mexico. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. So, hey, this is my, my Heisman. I wanted, I, I had to show it with, to you guys. I had to show it to you guys. I'm excited. Uh, the other candidates were pretty, pretty good as well. I really didn't know if I was going to get it. <laughs> Brag about it, says Bruce. <laughs> Thank you to everyone for your comments and your, you know, your words. I, I really appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. It was a cool moment. It, it really was for me. Someone said, I met an astrologist, says Sugar Daddy Williams, that finally gets me. Hey, congratulations. That definitely is a one cool thing as well. Deception says, I really like your channel, man. Just found it today. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the show. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Share the stream. And if this is the first show that you've watched, this is not the only one that we have. So you have five morning shows per week with Skywalker Steel and five nightly shows with myself as well. So it's, hey, we're, we're, we're excited about what's next here on ADC Sports Dallas because we're putting out a lot of content for you. Thank you to everyone. <laughs> Make way golden ramp coming true. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you to Valerie. Thank you to Joe, Gilbert, Nicholas, all of you guys for your words, Charlene, Evans. <laughs> Toxic Tom, man, you're funny. Modi, you carry that on campus with you now. <laughs> Can you imagine just driving around with this in my in, in the in the co-pilot seat in the co-pilot seat? Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in to the show. Make sure you hit the like button. It is Thursday night, so this is the last time that we see each other. Thank you guys. I'll be so i will see you on sunday night 8 p.m central you can catch skywalker still tomorrow morning as every monday through friday prime time as always brought to you by our friends over at freemanhyundai.com enjoy your weekend we have a ufc pay-per-view event justin gagey charles Oliveira. we had the nba playoffs going on we have a canelo canelo fight this weekend. So I'm, I, I'm sure that you will enjoy it. Formula One in Miami as well. Hey guys, enjoy your weekend. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez and I will see you Sunday, 8 p.m. Central Time.